Issues. I'm Tiffany. I'm Ethan. I'm Ben. And this is the show where we take a comic and talk about it with a couple of guys who don't know much about it. Nope. And in particular, today, that is true, I would say. Mm, because today we're going to be talking true. about everybody's favorite Marvel team. Mm -hmm. Said most nevity ever. Yeah. It's the Eternals! <laughs> what? By Neil Gaiman. Okay. Neil Gaiman took Neil a stab. Gaiman did this? Yeah, he took a stab at the Eternals. Wrote 1602. Then he wrote the Eternals. It's like 2006, he was like, Eternals. They came to him. They were like, hey, can you like make it so that the Eternals work in the modern age? Could you like mm. fix some stuff? So they already for us? existed. Oh, yeah, the Eternals were created by Jack Kirby. Thank uh, God you said that that Marvel came to him, because I felt like the Eternals came to him in a dream. <laughs> you must write about us, Neil. <laughs> write our story. Because like there are other stories. Jack Kirby created them in 76. Uh, he had just left DC. Mm -hmm. after creating the new gods. Okay. And then it came and created the Eternals. Um, are they basically the same as the new gods? Kind of. He really just mm. hadn't gotten it out of his system. So he wrote this. Okay. Does he also draw this? Neil? Yeah. Damon? No. Does he not draw? I mean, I think he's doodled mm. things, but normally people don't get to see them. Oh. John Romita okay. Jr. does this. Oh. Okay. So strap in, everybody. John Romita Jr. is not everyone's cup of tea for art. Mm. But this is, John's pretty good right now. This isn't bad. This kind of works. It has like that Kirby kind of feel sort of thing. Okay. Um, but yeah, so Neil was like, neat. I was really kind of lost doing 1602 because he really struggled with the fact that he had like a huge cast of characters, like 25 characters in that book. Yeah. And he's like, I couldn't give them on. the time that they deserved. The Eternal team is much smaller. He's just like, yes! First of all, he loves Jack Kirby. Mm. Neil Gaiman's a huge Jack Kirby fan. We start in Bellevue Hospital, where Mark Curry is currently taking a nap because he is doing his residency, and so he's exhausted because mm -hmm. he's working crazy hours. So whenever he can, when the hospital kind of dies down, he takes a nap. But it's never quite as restful as he wants it to be because he has all these crazy dreams about you know, being pulled apart and like somebody saving him and like these crazy robot-looking things. See, this is Neil Gaiman's dreams. This is what I imagine happens when he closes his eyes. <laughs> I guess it's better than some of the other stuff that he could imagine that he's written, so... Sure. <laughs> oh, God! <laughs> and he gets a text from his girlfriend who says he's she's leaving him oh. and she's moving out and she's taking the cat. And then he gets a call from Yikes. the student loan um, folk who are looking for his money or like the money and all that stuff. Mark's having a bad day. Yeah. <laughs> it all collapses at once. Not going Plus, well. I lost like every patient I worked on. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, exactly. And he stubbed his toe. <laughs> um, and he's in the bathroom and like some dude comes in. And he's like, hi. Are you Mark Curry? And he's like, yeah. He's like, I have really good news for you. He's like, I could really use some good news. He's like, well then great. What if I told you, you lost your memory and you're actually about half a million years old and you got crazy powers. What? And he's just like, what? dude, I don't need your religion. I'm <laughs> out of here. Yeah. You lunatic, that goodbye. Like. That is really funny. So he leaves and like the dude's like, okay, fair, <laughs> fair enough. Hmm. And yet Mark's like, I feel like I've seen that guy before. I feel like I've seen him before. Mm. I mean, he's a big, staggering, blonde behemoth, so I mean, like, right. I don't know. Yeah, with, like, orange eyes. You don't see that often. Right? I yeah. don't know. It's a face you'd remember. Yeah, exactly. We kind of, we see Mark at home. We get a taste um, of the world they live in where there's, like, he's got, like, uh, a kid's, like, network, like, TV network on, and, like, there's a show called That's So Sprite. 
And it like literally, it's like an adult going, that's so crazy. And this girl going, no, that's so spry. And then like, you're like, Ugh. yeah. And everyone, there's like a laugh track and they're all like, ah, it's amazing. That's what Neil Gaiman thinks of, of TV. modern TV. Right? Pretty accurate. Yeah. Basically, Mark's at home, like, curtains drawn he's wearing his sunglasses inside he's like he just wants to sleep but it, like he wants to sleep so badly but it hurts but it's hard because he keeps dreaming and he hears a knock on the window he pulls the blinds up and out on his fire escape <laughs> is the guy from the hospital Jeez. he's just like hey i want to talk to you and he's just like i'm gonna call the cops yeah like, get, get the hell out of here what, what, what? Do you, what? Why? I, I, I don't understand this is just okay. the easiest way to get up First to mistake, the little he window, window into right your building. exactly exactly i think it might have been opened already i don't know but he goes like, the dude's like, hey, my name's Ike Harris. And um, have you ever wondered about the origins of intelligent life? He's going to try another way. He's like, <laughs> and he's just like, I just want you to grip dude. these two rods yeah. for a little while. And we're going to see, oh, you're the next L. Ron Hubbard. Exactly. Exactly. He's like, please go away. Please just go away. And he's like, but don't you want to know the purpose of everything? And he's just like, I oh, really. Oh, you're going to tell me. Just could you? No, I just really I don't care. He's like, you're the kind of people who go and burn down clinics. I don't like huh. you and I don't trust you and I want you to go away. All right. Yeah. I'm a human being. Fair. Because like Ike's like, you're not human. He's like, I am. <laughs> Bye. I look human. I, I'm a doctor. Trust me, I'm human. Yeah, I'm good. So then Ike just jumps off the fire escape huh. and like kind of like acrobats his way out of there. And Mark's like. All right. So let me check in um, with this chick. Her name is Cersei. And Cersei is like bombing in on her friend uh, because she's like, okay, here's the thing. I need to borrow $900 because if I don't and I can't like, you know, start this like business that I'm like starting up here basically that I've lied to a whole bunch of people about, I'm going to just end up living in your house anyway. And you're rich. So you might as well just give me the $900 and then I don't have to live with you. And she's like, it's a compelling argument. What? She's like, here's the thing. I am going to be a party planner and I I have like, I got a call about a job and I'm totally going to do it and I need to borrow your shirt and I also need the $900 and it's going to be awesome. Also, you need your to plan shirt? the party for me and we're hosting yeah. it here. She wants to look, <laughs> look at the shirt she's wearing. She's going yeah. to it now. Like, she's yeah. just like, so she feels like she has to look a little more professional. Yeah. So she is going to organize a party for the Vorzaken Embassy. What? It's like an Eastern European country. Oh, okay. okay. She's like, don't worry, I'll take care of everything. They're like, here's the thing, everybody has this perception of us that it's all like wolves and bears when you come to our country and we don't want it to be like that. We want people to come here for touristy mm. stuff and it's gonna be great. So like, I'm gonna give you $200,000 and uh, you'll take 20,000 of that and you're gonna plan the party for us. Okay. And she's like, can do. Yeah. Like she parties all the time. <laughs> <laughs> all right, it'll be wolves and bears all up in this bitch. Right? Like no, 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 no. Um, no, like here's no. the thing. I eat food all the time. Obviously, I could be a chef. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> no, but she can. She can actually play yeah, the party. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be wolf pups and bear cubs. No, she does a whole thing. But um, she's, they're, okay they're like, you know, invite like celebrities and all that stuff and a lot of like rich people and scientists. Bring scientists too. And she's okay. like, sure, why not? Wait. That's how you party plan? You just have to invite, like, famous people? Yeah, party, yeah. like, famous people, rich invite. people, and, and yep. scientists. Oh, you're man. Good. I'll do that. Yeah. Could, and they'll come. I just have to call them and, and be like, hey, come hey. to this party. You're rich and famous. Yeah, and they're like, I am. I, I will. Oh, party. They certainly won't A party for not rich and famous people? I'll definitely go to yeah, that. Yeah, because I am that. If it's for rich and famous people is it? that I am, yeah. Yes, it is. It definitely is. Oh, oh well. well. I, I'm there. Um... So we see um, Ike Harris brooding in the rain on top of like, I don't know, like a rooftop someplace, and he like 
thinks back to being called Icarus. Hmm. His name's Icarus. Oh, yeah. Um, it's his, like, pseudonym. It's yeah. apparently that's established. That was, like, his, like, I'm Ike Harris, <laughs> man about town. <laughs> Not the same as Icarus. Right. And uh, he's talking to this other woman who's, like, clad in all gold, um, just about, like, the nature of what they are. And, like, he's just kind of lost in his own thoughts when he gets attacked by, like, two giant, like, dudes. Well, one giant dude it's and like one bugs. kind of rotund dude. Yeah, and they just start beating the crap out of him. And like they throw off the side of the building, he gets caught in a net up there that's like meant to keep people from jumping and killing themselves. And uh -huh. then they throw a bomb in with it and oh. blow him the hell. Wow, that's a pretty cool looking bomb. Right, just bloop. Goodbye, you're done. Well, he wasn't very impressive. Right. It was very easy to kill him. Exactly. Well, Except that's if he's dead. He wasn't, he's not dead. Oh. So like later at the hospital, um, there's like a whole camera crew there because like this whole part of a building was destroyed. And Mark's like, wait, was it this building? Because that's where Ike had told him to meet him. Uh, he's like, if you want to know more, you come here. And he's just like, was it that, like, it was that building? He's like, were there any survivors? Yeah. And they're like, yeah, how'd you know? It, like, was it like a blonde guy who looks like, uh, you know, Captain America, basically? <laughs> and he's, they're like, yeah. yeah. And he's like, okay. So he goes into the room. And he's just like, what do you know? Tell, tell me, tell me what's up. Basically, Icarus goes, or Ike Harris goes into this whole. Um, <laughs> oh, ignore the Ike thing. Ike, yeah, yeah let's just call him Icarus. Um, it's Please. Ike Harris. <laughs> He's Ike Harris. Um, he's just like, I don't, I don't know what the Celestials are. I don't remember. But here's what I do know. Is that one or a couple times before the modern age, like, the Celestials came to Earth. All right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> they look like giant vacuum people. Yeah, and, like, they don't look as big as they really are. But, like, that's, a, that's Kirby's look for them. You know yeah. what I mean? So well, this one's picking up like a brontosaurus in the palm of his hand. Yeah, so pretty yeah. Well, the idea is that like nobody knows how many times the Celestials came, and like how many times the world was kind of remade. Mm. You know what I mean? There could have been a race of dinosaur people for all we know. Whatever. They came and they built their crazy machines, which are made out of rock, which are really cool looking. Mm -hmm. And they picked up a bunch of like proto humans. Now in this version of it, they look way more like human like than like ape like. And in like previous incarnations, they were a little more ape like. But the idea was like they picked these like ape proto people who would become humans. Mm -hmm. A handful of them was given to Zuron the tester who created the Eternals. Now, Ike doesn't know all of this. He just knows that a celestial made this, like the, um, the Eternals. Another celestial made the Deviants. While the Eternals evolved and they become beautiful and like godlike. And then the Deviants, there's something about their genetic makeup where each deviant looks different than the next one. And I don't mean just mm. like you and me look all different. Right. I mean like they look like they're different, like different species. species yeah. And so even if two deviants have a child together, that child doesn't look like either of them. Uh. Like they're just a mess. <laughs> and like gross. Yeah. And like Yeah, they are they, they are weird looking. Right? They they Ike describes them as a roll of the genetic dice. And um, there were like there were millions of them. There were a lot of them and they ended up enslaving humanity. And like mm. The Eternals didn't really do much about that. Um, <laughs> they just, they just, they just didn't care. Well, until they started like messing with the Eternals, uh, and then yeah. they came around. So like they kind of went to war with them, and that's about the time that the uh, Celestials came back. When the Celestials come back, it's called a host. There were four hosts. He's like, they came, they ate, they, they they destroyed a bunch of the Deviants. They destroyed two cities. 
And then they left and we just went along with humanity as humanity like grew and evolved. We were there and like they thought of us as gods. And so sometimes we were gods. Like sometimes we were like, I was, you were Osiris sometimes. And like some of us like integrated into Roman mythology too. And like. You said they destroyed two cities. Is that like supposed to be Sodom and Gomorrah? No. No? That would be cool. No. One of them I think is Mu or Mew and the other one is Atlantis. They sunk Atlantis. Hey. (laughs) 30 years ago or so, uh, another host came back, or whore as he calls it, to oh. judge humanity. 30 years ago? Yeah. Why like did, that, again, did anybody his, notice his, that? His, his little oh, memory's a little okay. messed up, so he's yeah. not 100% on that. There are definitely holes in, in Ike's yeah. story, yeah. but like, it's not because he's being deceptive, it's because he just doesn't know. Yeah. But like, he's more willing to accept it. And okay. then on top of that, Mark's like, so wait, so you said there was like this handful of Eternals. How come there are, everybody's not an Eternal then? When we've interbred with other people, I don't understand. Mm. How come everybody's not that? And he's just like, no, you don't get it. Like, Only um, Eternals can bang other Eternals, man. Yeah, That's why your well, left you. what is not, <laughs> like he doesn't remember what the issue is, but I will tell you what the issue is. Okay. If two Eternals like, have a baby, it's an Eternal. Okay. If an Eternal has a baby with a human, it's a person, except the one time it's not. And they're just like, yeah, whatever. But typically, it was like a zero point zero zero one percent. It wasn't very powerful. It had like some abilities, but like that was it had like long life. Yeah, that was kind of it. Okay, his name was Methuselah. No, no, no. It actually like the kids in here, and like that's like I don't know if that's just game and like trying to like adjust things or change things or Mm. what. Typically. It would result in just a person, which is why Eternals aren't everywhere. Right. You know what right, I mean? Right. Okay. So it's pretty hard for them to Right. What expand. I can tell you about the Celestials just in general, which doesn't happen in this book, which is why, like, I really dig this book because it kind of just gives you the concept. But if you know a little bit of the backstory, it's that much more interesting. Okay. Zuron the Tester is the one who created the Eternals. He was in charge of that. Nezar the Calculator created the Deviants. Okay. okay, you can't name someone the calculator because that just sounds evil. Okay, well then hang on. <laughs> Oneg the Prober. Uh, what? Oh, <laughs> created all the uh, aliens. <laughs> no, Oneg the Prober took some of the proto-humans and started experimenting oh, on them. Anally. And, yeah. Yeah, exactly. No. <laughs> and he put into them a latent <laughs> gene or mutation. Okay. That would later... Become the, uh, the, the mutants. Like, it what? Be- yeah. From that, millions of years later, the mutants came forth. He was I like, thought mutants were born <laughs> from the atomic age. Well, it's now Mutated it's- Mutated by uh, like, radiation. <laughs> I, want, I want Charles well, Xavier to find from, out he was created by it, the prober. <laughs> it is, it is, okay. So yes, because that's where the idea of them came from. The, okay. Like, you know what I mean? Like we as- People like when, like thinking about the atomic age and the atomic right. bomb, like created the idea of this mutation. Yeah. But over time, they changed it so that Oneg, uh, the prober, is in okay. charge of, of that. Because. And so, like mutants come from. So that. We're going to tie the X Men into this. Is there no, a... I just wanted to tell you that. Oh, is there I a see. fourth Be- person because... who just created people? No, I think there's just the leader. No, because like the the proto humans, they knew were going to become humans okay they're like yeah, they're they gonna become humans thing. like on their own yeah and so will the, nobody even, created them even the ones that oneg messed with would do the same thing he okay. put something in them that didn't change them immediately the other two nezar and Zeron, mm-hmm. or zeron were the ones who changed them like they evolved immediately okay all right all right so i just want to tell you that because it's yeah. kind of fun so you got the tester you yeah. got the calculator and the you prober. got the prober. Yeah. prober creating three different types of creatures. Ike's whole thing is that like if my story weren't true that I would be dead. 
because that bomb should have killed me. Mm -hmm. But I'm not. So... You are really injured, though. Right? And I Mar really just have your word on that. Right? Well, Mark's like... I don't know like, how close you were to that bomb. Exactly. Yeah. And Mark's like, it's a weird world out there. Yeah. People like Spider-Man exist. Right. Maybe like, you're just like Spider-Man. Yeah, maybe you're just a freak. I don't know. Yeah, this is... <laughs> 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 well, he is that. Yeah, definitely. Just of, like, yeah, just showing up freak. outside my apartment on my fire escape. You are definitely a freak. Yeah. Exactly. And like, just because you're like a like crazy mutant or whatever doesn't mean like I am. Like, right. you haven't proved that I am. Exactly. Even if I bought everything that you said. Right. So then, like, they he has like an interview with one of the other doctors who's just like, so what do you think? He's like, he's completely delusional. He's out of his mind. Like. Oh yeah, it's so impossible. With Right. Just like Spider-Man and the X-Men so, running like, around. This guy can't possibly have survived Because well, he says he's delusional because he's just like, he thinks I'm like um, not human. Because he's convinced that I yeah, am this other exactly. Human. Okay. So he's like, he's, so he takes these two guys to the room. They're going to take him to basically a mental institution. He injects Ike uh, with, I don't remember, but something that will knock him out basically. Yeah. And then we see it's the two guys who kick the crap out of him. Huh. And they like pretended like they were doctors and they're going to oh. take him away. When they take him away, they take him to like an underground, like laaboratory layer kind of place, and they uh -huh. put him what looks like a bacta tank. <laughs> but it's say, just it's literally yeah, yeah, it's just yeah. literally a tube of water because they're trying to kill him. Oh, so they're hoping he'll drown because he's an eternal. Yeah, yeah. So they're trying to they're trying to drown him, and he's not drowning. And they're like, all right, let's try something else. All they're right, like, acid. Work. I don't know. What do you think? Nuclear? And they're like, we're not doing nuclear. We're not doing <laughs> nuclear. Yeah. We're not making him giant and green and scaly. Exactly. <laughs> Earlier, we checked in with a woman. Her name is Thena, uh -huh. and um, you know, she's chatting with her her husband. And she's like, oh, I gotta go. Like the government folk are here, and I gotta show them like this thing that she's working on um, for Tony Stark. And she's basically working on this like little like like flash grenade basically. And the idea behind it is that like it will blind you for like, I don't know, 15 minutes or something like that. Like you're completely blinded, but then you recover. And so like, it's a really good tool against an enemy offense. Yeah, yeah. And it's non-harmful. Non-lethal. Exactly. Yeah. Or non-lethal. So look, it sounds good for everybody, right? So we have to establish that Tony Stark's in this book. Okay. We have to establish Tony Stark is in this book. I would... It's 2006, everybody. Uh, I was gonna say, uh, why What's Tony going Stark? on? Yeah. Civil War is going on, everybody. Oh, no. <laughs> we're going to tie this into Civil War? That's we're, it. We're going to mention it. We can't side with the Eternals now. Jeez. They're on Tony's side. <laughs> I can just imagine some editor talking to Neil Gaiman being like, okay, so you're going to need to incorporate elements from yeah. this story. Like, what? What? No, I'm no, Neil. I'm I, I don't have to do that. Yeah, you do. That, Jack Kirby didn't write that. You, Fine. Well. She's making something for Tony Stark. I'm not even saying Iron Man. <laughs> um... So, so we see um, Mark leave the hospital. Like he's had a rough night. Like obviously it's long. It's mm -hmm. tired. Um, he goes to a coffee place where he and Cersei have their meat cute. Uh, they both okay. order the exact same latte. They both try to take it. They sit down. They're like, "Man, I feel like I've known you forever, right?" Oh, it's really nice meeting you. What do you do? Oh, well, I'm. He's like, "I've been up for 28 hours." So like, "Oh, it's really nice." I win. It's, it's really fun. Like, "Oh, I wish you could come to my party." <laughs> I win. He slams yeah. the coffee on the table. He's like, "Boom! I'm out of here." That's how you date. I don't understand why my girlfriend left me. <laughs> Took my cat. Cersei, you coming or what? Yeah, what is happening? So we check in on Sprite. Sprite? That guy, that, that kid, Colin. Colin. From the show? Yeah, from, from the, the show. stupid show? Yeah. Oh, no. And Colin's, like, having an interview, and, like, his, um, his agent is there. And, like, the interview is a reference to... Remember when that kid divorced his parents? 
vaguely. Yes. Yeah, Colin divorced his parents. Oh. And so they talk about how like he divorced his parents because they weren't looking out for his interests, and now like his agent and his manager are like his parents. Uh -huh. He starts the guy starts asking questions about like other things that weren't on the list, of things he was supposed to ask about. Then like he's required to be on set, and like the agent is like, "You'll get the rest of your interview when he's done shooting." And when they get outside, Colin's like, "Is he gonna get the rest of that interview?" She's like, "No, nah. no, he's done. He'll never talk to you again." Oh, meh. We are killing him. Yeah, <laughs> he's gonna be You're dead. You're not gonna see him anymore. So then, you know how Mark basically was a like a resident. Like, yeah. He's not a full doctor, and he injected um, a Ike patient with yeah. stuff, and then let him be taken away. He totally gets reamed out for it. It's very real world. They're just like, so hang on, let me. Uh, all right. So uh, first of all, you let a patient go away with two guys, who you didn't know uh -huh. at all. Yeah. You just signed him out basically, and 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 you injected him with medicine. You're not allowed to give people. Oh, yikes. So, uh, you can go home right now. You're suspended. Right, right. So, wow. good work, Mark. Nicely done. I thought there were papers. I thought he was doing that because, like, there were orders. Nope. He, he was, was just getting them out of his hair? Yeah, he was just like, I just don't want to talk to this guy. Wow. Like, because, like, the fact is... I would rather drug you than speak to you anymore. Exactly. Well, what he's like, what I can't tell the guy who's chewing me out is that, like, the reason I wanted to get rid of him was because I was worried he might be right. Because the fact is, I've seen him in my dreams. That's where I knew him from. Oh. He's like, so I wanted to get him as far away from me as possible. Yeah, that's usually the best way to deal with your problems. Yeah, right? So yeah. he gets escorted off the premises. The cops take, like, a statement from him. And then he's just like, well, I mean, I guess at the end of the day, I can go to the Cersei's party now. Because she did invite him. She decided oh. she was going to invite him. Okay. Well, yeah, you need, like, one regular person to make all the rich people, like... Exactly. Feel better about themselves, so they can be like, "Look at that schlub." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, he is a doctor, at least. Right. Not even he's a resident. He's got suspended. Yeah, exactly. And we see a little girl talk between Cersei and her friend about like the doctor, and like, "Woo, he's a doctor." She's like, "Well, yeah, not really, not yet, but mm -hmm. still, whatever." And we get like a, a hobo. Yep. <laughs> a crazy hobo. <laughs> and crazy. Well, it's New York. It's crazy New York hobo. So then we catch in on Ike. See what's going on with him. They're obviously going to put him into some sort of molten oh, metal yikes. thing. Oh. Tried. This is all horribly painful for him, right? Yeah, yeah no, he yeah. definitely is feeling this. And, like, so, like, he ends up mentally reaching out to Ike or to, to Mark. And Mark's like, okay, I'm losing my mind. Yeah. And then he's like, get out of my head. And he just get out of my head. Up. I have to go to a party. All right. And he does. He totally just is <laughs> like, I don't care how much fire up. is on your body right now. I'm going to the party. Yeah. Maybe I'll even get laid. I don't know. The Cersei chick's pretty hot. <laughs> all right, Cersei, let's do this. Mark, I'm here too. <laughs> no! Get out of my head! You are killing my boner! <laughs> I can't do this! Everybody's at the party. Uh, Cersei reveals the fact that, like, she lied. She just didn't tell them, like, that... Well, I don't know why she didn't just say, he's a doctor. She instead was like, I couldn't tell them that you were just my friend or whatever. So I said that you were the editor for Foreign Policy Monthly. <laughs> So just pretend you know everything about foreign policy. I said policy. something that's not even close to what you do. You couldn't even make up like you're an editor for a medical magazine? <laughs> nope. Yeah, like something foreign he could pull off. monthly policy. So we'll see him uh, like in the background having conversations with dignitaries being like, how do you explain how your magazine, you know, reported on this? And he's like, well, I think it was fair and balanced. And they're like, but you said this one time and then you said the complete opposite <laughs> the next week. He's just like, yes, I think that's fair and balanced. <laughs> See, it, it tips the, it, the scales are even then. Exactly, exactly. So we see the guy who planned the party, uh, Druig, who is like the deputy prime minister for this country. And um, he and this other guy like go off privately and you're like, what are they up to, right? Like they're talking about helicopter stuff's happening behind the scenes, right? We know what they're up to. 
I'm trying to figure out what any of this has to do with anything. Well, I, I'm, this is like hold on. very all over the We're place. We're going to get there. Okay. Because we would need all these people to be in a room together. Okay. That's what we need. Okay. We need them all to be in a room together and for something to happen. Fina's husband walks off because he has to find the bathroom. Of course, they're in like the consulate or the embassy or whatever. And so like the doors are all in another language. He opens the door up and he finds a bunch of guys who look like ninjas, but they're not because they have like body armor on. You see that later on. And uh, they just shoot the hell out of him. Oh, jeez. Like they just kill him. He's dead. Wow. And so, like, Cersei's like, oh, it sounds like some of the fireworks fireworks went off early because I guess she had that plan. And then all these dudes storm in, and they're like, okay, this is a hostage situation. Give us your scientists. Oh. Okay. Well, thank God we invited Say, Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> so we, ca- we check in on Ike because these are kind of interspliced with one another. Yeah. Ike is strapped to a machine that looks vaguely celestial. Ike's like... It, there's four of them in a room. If they could just form the Unimind, there's enough. It could work. It'd be fine. And like, what? Ike wants them to <laughs> tell him who he is. They're like, just why are you doing this? And they flip the machine on, and Ike becomes a skeleton and then just dissipates. He's oh. Gone. And like, gone, gone? As that happens in this room, like, everyone's under a lot of stress. They're all literally about to be like gunned down. And all of a sudden, Mark and Cersei realize they're talking to each other without talking to each other. Oh. And they're like, what the hell? And a helicopter shows up, and they're all taking the scientists outside, and all the scientists are scared. And then literally, the, the guys just open fire. What, why? Because they're just going to kill all the, all the people who are there. They don't need them. They don't yeah, need them. Oh, they have everyone who's not a scientist. Yeah, they're going to kill everybody who's not a scientist. I see. And like, Mark's like, holy crap, and he puts his hand up, like, to like try to protect them, I get because like you can't help yourself. You know, yeah, you want to save yourself. Yeah. And one of the bullets hits his hand, and it hurts, but it stops. And all of a sudden, we see a flash of like a crazy armor-style costume on him, and he's just like, "What the hell?" He's like, "Oh my god, I'm moving really fast right now." And he's like, "I have to fix this. What am I gonna do?" So he ends up grabbing a, a metal trash can, mm-hmm. and he runs around. And he catches all the bullets in there, and like he throws them in a room with like a like a like a safe, like in a like a, near it, right? And he grabs yeah. everybody's guns and he puts them in there because he realizes if he like hits any of these dudes or he pushes any of the people out of the way, he'll hurt them severely because yeah, he's yeah. moving so fast. He'll, like, crush their bones, yeah. So he can feel himself slowing down because he doesn't have quite control over his powers. Okay. So like he's running towards the guys and he doesn't have to stop himself. So he just rams into them like a <laughs> bowling ball and they all go flying. There's this chick there. She's a guest. She's like a minor celebrity. She's part of a cast who like there's a couple other people there like this guy. They're part of a, a, a superhero reality show where it's like you're going to be the next superhero. It's mm-hmm. not who wants to be a superhero, mm-hmm. but, but it's, it's basically <laughs> that. But so they have real powers, and the idea is that like the producers don't want them to fight, and this is here just to show us one thing that happens. Really, that's it. This is here for no other reason. Okay. Um, but like, so this one chick is like, "We have to help. I don't care if I get kicked off the show. I'm going to do this." So she starts fighting some, like these people. Some guy pulls a knife, and then all of a sudden it becomes a rose. And so she's like, "Because huh. she had her hand up." She's like. I'm gonna pretend like that didn't happen, and I'm just gonna move on with my life and just mm-hmm. pretend it doesn't matter. We hear I from, am the florist. Exactly. We hear from outside someone go, "Please stand clear of the wall." And Iron Man just like SpongeBob SquarePants his way into the room. <laughs> He's just like, nice. <laughs> like Went through a window, so glass explodes. A window, everywhere. part of the wall. Yeah. Well, everything's it's easier on the suit. Exactly. Yeah. Everything's pretty much taken care of here. So they're like the scientists. He blasts off. They're gone. He's just like, okay. So I didn't do anything. Well, it's just a helicopter. Just follow it. Uh, he couldn't find it. 
He couldn't. He couldn't find it's it. It's too They're far gone. out of range. There's just yeah. I can't. My see question it. is, why wasn't I invited to this party? Yeah, I'm rich. <laughs> yeah. And kind of a scientist. Yeah. I checked two like boxes. The only criteria they that really these, matter. Got these crappy kid people. I'm fam. Well, I'm all the things. <laughs> I'm a superhero. I'm rich. I'm famous. I'm handsome. Yeah. I'm intelligent. I bet he did get an invite. He didn't go. We all know that's what happened. Yeah. Or that he's showing up fashionably late. Right. Hey, guess who's here? Why is everyone freaking out? Wait, seriously? You're going to come in like that? You suck. You suck. Um, then Iron Man's like, Cersei, uh, Miss Cersei, can I talk to you over here? Has a conversation with her. She comes back. And we get this all through this retelling that Mark's telling us. Mm. She says goodbye to Mark. She thanks him for a lovely evening and says, have a nice life. And she leaves. Nope. And he's like, so oh. it's revealed that after all this happened, Mark remembered that when Ike was talking to him in the hospital and the TV was on that That's So Sprite show was on, and he's like, you see that kid? He's one of us too. So Mark didn't know what to do in the aftermath of all of this. Okay. So what he did was he left, he maxed out his credit cards, he flew to California, and now he's talking to the kid. Oh, okay. And he's just like, so like, I don't know if you're an eternal or if I sound crazy, but like, okay, you got to help me out here. And he's just like, okay, who the doctors who took Ike Harris away. We check in on those guys, by the way, just to give us a little backstory on them. We see them go down these crazy stairs. We see them take off their human skin suits. Uh, and um, we see them for who they truly are. They're deviants. They're deviants. They're deviants. Yeah. We see on the wall, they pray to the dreaming celestial. He who the other celestials turned on and tricked him. He who will rise again and save them. Okay. And okay. For what? From what, like, from being, like, crappy and nobody pays attention to them. <laughs> like, uh, from not running the planet. But we're all ugly and yeah, we suck. Exactly. Yeah. So, like. From being gross. Yeah, so until the end of the world, like, he will, like, let us rule or whatever, right? Yeah, okay. We find out, by the way, what Iron Man said to Cersei. Yeah, what did he say? He came up to her and he's just like, hey, I appreciate your assistance here with this whole thing, being a former Avenger and all that. She's like, I'm not a former Avenger. <laughs> and he's just like. What? I mean, I get it. We're all not. For, we're all technically always Avengers. Yeah, like sure. whatever. She's like, no, no, no. I'm not a superhero. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. And he's like, cool. You want to play it that way, but you still have to register. And she's just like, uh. get the hell out of here. <laughs> so she realizes that she has powers, but she has no memory of being on the Avengers, which she was. Yeah, I remember her being on the Avengers. Right, but she doesn't. And right. Iron Man's like, fine. You want to be weird about it? Whatever. By the way, real quick, that uh, Deputy Prime Minister Druig. Yeah. He's an eternal. Oh, he's, of course. His powers are he can, um, well, he has many powers, but one of them is, of course, that he can, like, affect what people see. Okay. And how they, like, you know, what, like he can put thoughts into their mind okay. as well. Like, when shit was going down, he left there and he made people not see him. So he just left. <laughs> and then when he got outside. Oh, oh, great use of that power. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Save yourself. Save himself. Um, he ran into a, a cop who was just like, wait, you got to stay here. And he made her think she was choking. So he uh, left. And then he realized... Uh, 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 choke. Yeah, choke. You're choke. So he goes to this the, that dude with the big push broom mustache who's supposed to be helping him plan this whole thing. And he's yeah. just like, hey, uh, the plan was for us to get the scientists and then use them because like his idea, he doesn't want to be the prime minister. He just wants to run the country in the shadows. And so he was going to use all the scientists to help, you know, increase the country's, you know, like uh, technology and weaponry and all that uh, stuff, okay. right? Oh, thank God. I thought it was going to be like, engineer me a president to take over. Right? No, no, no. But he like was like... and. Those guys weren't supposed to shoot us, especially not me. Right. So pretty sure somebody betrayed me, and I'm thinking it's you. Oh. Turns out, yeah, that guy's working for a totally different regime, and he's just like, okay, cool, 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 thanks. You know what I'm thinking? I, I see you just pulled a gun. Um, you know what I'm thinking you're going to do? You're going to shoot yourself in the face. Oh, and no. And he does. And that guy dies. Yikes. Wasn't there a kid? 
And there's a kid there too. No, no, no. he makes him see himself as a kid. Oh. Like he messes it all up. That's like, still yeah. terrible, but at least yeah. it's not in front of his kid. The scientists are being held at a lighthouse, so they're waiting for a submarine to come pick them up. We mm. see Thena, who's remembering her eternal background. Okay. She was a, like a tactician, so she knows how to take these guys down. And that's all coming back to her. So when they come in they, to give her food, they give her a plate and a fork. She takes the one fork, she throws it, hits the guy in the eye. He's down. She Yikes. takes the other plate, hits the other guy in the face straight on with the lid of the plate, which shatters into his face. Nice. So she's completely taking them out. She grabs the gun, takes their cell phone, and she calls Tony Stark, who she knows is Iron Man. And she's just like, you better get over here and come save all of us. Okay. So Iron Man blasts there. I will, but you have to sign this document first. Right. Well, he doesn't Register know. She doesn't. He doesn't know. He right. only knows Cersei has powers. Right. And he knows someone called him. Yeah. So she's like, oh, you just got the better of them. Great. Because like when he shows up, what does he see? Like <laughs> yeah, one's got a fork. fork. And, yeah. Right. Thena wants to be taken home. Her husband's dead, and she's got a kid at home. Oh. Well. So that kid's just been home by himself. Yikes. Then we see the Antarctic, and we see. Oh, Oh. Icarus complete. What? Prepare to reactivate. So when one of them dies, they just get like manufactured again? In this book, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so Icarus wakes up, he gets his little Icarus suit, which isn't on the cover, but oh, it's on the back. Oh. Um, which is like standard what he might look like as an eternal. He starts freaking out because he's back in Olympia and like memories are coming back. He was killed, his like everything that he was, his power went there and it manufactured him a new body, and now he's Icarus again. And this is in the Antarctic? In the Antarctic. This is the city the of Olympia. This is okay. one of the eternal cities. Okay. Huh. Um, so Icarus has a minor freak out yeah. because he realizes that he's like, I'm Icarus. I'm Icarus the Eternal. Someone messed with my memories. That's what's wrong with everybody. That's dumb. Yeah. What the <laughs> hell? And he's like, he vows to find whoever messed with his memories. So he couldn't figure out that someone messed with his memories until he was killed. Well, because he think he realized, like everything came back. I think he thought like oh. maybe like he had just had some. He's just like, I don't know, like whatever. And as soon as everything came back, he's like, something's wrong. Okay. So this when you get wrong. when you die and get rebooted, like you kind of get. It's a hard reset. Everything. In this yeah. version, yeah. yes. And there's a reason for that, because okay. Neil Gaiman's a storyteller. <laughs> Mark and Colin go to this park where he's just like, let's have a lunch and like, let's hang out a little bit. By the way, we see Cersei using her power. She turns a cat into a dragon. It's fun. <laughs> and he's just like... That is a terrifying dragon. Right? Yeah. Mark's like, so, okay, so you're an Eternal, right? He's like, no, I'm just a kid, but I know a lot about the Eternals. So here's the true blue test if you're an Eternal. There's this black rock behind you. If you touch it and something happens... You're an eternal. That rock right there. That, that rock just right to here. Sit next to. Yes, touches the rock, and an elevator goes down into the earth. And he's just like, cool. So let me just tell you something really quick. Ike got a lot of things right about the story he told you, and he got a lot of things wrong about the story he told you. And that's where he revealed that they're called hosts, and the fact that there were four celestials um, okay. arrivals onto this planet. And that's kind of the gist of what we get to know. Okay. And he's like, so, okay, you see this big black thing in front of us? If I touch it, nothing happens. I want you to run at it as fast as you can. When you touch it, it'll open. And he's like, cool, got it. He runs at it <laughs> and then immediately falls down, can't move, can't do anything. And he's just like, you idiot, you sucker. Oh, he's no. just like, anytime an Eternal attempts to attack a Celestial, they get shut down. Good work, idiot. So he's- Sprite, you little jackass. Yep. Is he, uh, he's wearing a skin suit? No. Is he, no, he's just an asshole. Sprite just sucks. Sprite. Well, you'll find out all about Sprite. Uh, okay. And we see the dreaming celestial. Oh, that's him. Is below San Francisco. <laughs> what? Well, yeah. Its head is under San Francisco, and its ass is under LA. <laughs> it's asleep. 
what? Farts when it's asleep. So, That's what I do. I, anyway, Sprite then starts to explain what's going on. He's like, I bet you want to know what's going on. How like a kid yes. figured this whole thing out. Yeah. He's just like, first of all, he's like, I got to tell you, it's really funny hearing you pine over Cersei when you were telling me about that because you two have been at it forever. Hmm. They have been, they've been on again, off again, on again, okay. off again. The two of them always. He's just like, Yeesh. seriously? He's like, you can't just let it go. One time she ran off and like Sprite was like, I'll go after her. And like their leader was like, you don't go. You're a child, whatever. And like, honestly, Cersei had been, she's, 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 she's like the town bike for the Eternal. She's been with everybody, <laughs> but not Sprite. Oh, well, yeah, he's just a kid. Right. But if you're 11 years old yeah. for a million years, oh. you want to get laid. You're not a kid anymore, <laughs> right. mentally. Right. But Sprite knows he'd never grow up. Why? Because when he became an Eternal, that was the form he was in. They don't change. Oh. They evolved them from what they were, and they didn't think because they're Celestials. They don't think about that kind of stuff. Right. They didn't age him. They right. just evolved him. And you're this one now. And you look there. like this, and you look like that, and you look yeah. like that. And, and you're, that's how you well, when they, be. when you evolved the other ones, they were adults. And so when they evolved, they were adults. And so when he evolved, they, when they evolved the kid, he remained a kid. Okay. Interesting. You just grab a couple of them. Yeah, right? And so, like, he's like, so, like, I basically was a kid. Like, I inspired Peter Pan, and I did all this other stuff. And then <laughs> one time, there was this big earthquake in California, and there was the potential that the dreaming celestial was going to wake up. So they went down to kind of like fix everything. And he and a couple of other of the Eternals formed the Unimind in order to fix everything where they kind of come together and they kind of share everyone's consciousness with one another and they solve the problem and they fixed it. And do then they it dissipated. All have to do it? it has to be at least a group of three, four of them, I think. I think okay. three to do it. But when Sprite was in the Unimind, he realized because they were so close to the celestial, he got in there a little bit and he was like, oh shit. And he came up with a plan. So he saw what the celestial. Well, was no, thinking, he or? he realized he could use the celestial by oh. getting in there, and so what he did was he waited a very long time, and he started working on different things, and he started making people forget certain things, and he tricked mm. their their leader. Is that um, like his power. So yes, he, can, he he's okay. one of those. He can affect people and he can make yeah. people forget and change okay. what what they think and what they see. And so, because they're like, the idea is there's really just a few categories of Eternals and they all kind of fit into one of them and they all kind of share certain abilities anyway. Okay. Okay. Like a bunch of them can fly, but they can also do this. And a bunch of them can convince people, but they can also do this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so, like, he took Zuras, the leader, and um, Ajax, who was the only Eternal who can speak to a Celestial, and he brought them to where the Dreaming Celestial was. He tricked them into thinking they were just going for a walk. Like he made them see certain things. And when they got them there, he formed a Unimind with them. And he utilized the power of the Dreaming Celestial. And instead of just changing someone's memories, he augmented reality. And in doing so, he made all the Eternals not eternal anymore. He made them humans. And so he was a human. And so he could grow up and he could become an adult and he could die because that's what he wants. Oh, okay. He wants to be a man. So, so he didn't just, just like happened. grow up and then this be like. This happened fairly recently. Yeah, yes. he's still Which a is kid. why right, Iron let's go Man's back. like, you were just an Avenger. Right. What? What happened? Yeah. Okay. And so that's his plan. And now that Mark knows, I believe he brought him down there to just incapacitate him because he's just like, okay, you got too close. Right. You got too close. Also, not only that, but like, I'm going to need you later on when I want to freeze myself as a man and <laughs> we all turn back into Eternals. That's what I want. I don't want to die. Yeah. No, he actually mentions that like, he's like, I can die. Isn't that kind of cool? Uh, so 
they so he changes them in a way where like they age and change, but uh -huh. they still have their powers. So no. No, they don't. They don't have their powers. When they did the Unimind thing started coming back. Icarus and Ajax later on, we'll see, somehow weren't quite altered quite as badly. They survived it a little bit better, oh, which is okay. why he was a little more hardy. Oh, but okay. for the most part, everybody else is they're just people. They're just oh, people. Okay. So then we see Thena and she's having a dream and she remembers what she was. And when she wakes up, she's wearing her costume and her son calls her mom and she picks him up and she's like, I know he's right, but he's not hmm. because I'm not his mother. That woman was his mother. Right. So crap. <laughs> uh, I'll just make you some waffles. Yeah. So then like Icarus shows up and he's like, we have to go because they're going to wake up the dreaming celestial. I figured it out. Okay, but I still have to make my son breakfast. Right. No, she just takes them with <laughs> What? what? She bundles him up and he goes with them. Uh, well, she can't leave him alone. Right? I can't get That's a sitter abuse. at this hour. <laughs> so yes, you get a sitter at any hour. You pay any rate. What? What? What is Icarus being like reconstituted? How does that factor in? So when because he died, and like that's the whole thing. Like part of what Sprite couldn't control was that if someone had died, they would become. An eternal again. Oh, okay. Hmm. So if he died, he would the same thing would happen to him. I guess so. Yeah. But at least he got to be a man. Right. Right. He or he, like you it. said, like he could undo it. But yeah. that's his current plan right now. Okay. He took he instead of just because he was mad at everybody. So instead of just making himself not an eternal, right. He said, "Screw all of you. Yeah. You suck. I hate you. Right. I never liked you. I never liked any of you. And you, you gave me. me crap. And yeah. you acted like I was a child, even though mentally you knew I wasn't. Right. So anyway, I'm as old as the rest of you. Exactly. Yeah. I grew up with all of you. Yes. Yeah. So the deviants go back to the park because they know where the sleeping or the, the dreaming celestial is. Uh -huh. And they see that Sprite is there and they need Sprite because he's an eternal and they can't access it. Right. So they grab Sprite and they use him to access the tunnels. And when they get down there. With the rock? Like the elevator? Yeah, thing? yeah, yeah. Okay. Because he's an eternal. He can do that. Like, you know, he just did that whole thing for Mark to take him out. By now, the way. Why did he take Mark down there? I think to, to explain I think his to, evil plan. I think to incapacitate him, oh. so that he couldn't become an eternal and undo it. Like yeah. if he started remembering too much, his whole plan shot. Mark okay. was starting to get like onto the trail of what so was what going is, on. So what does he do with him? He just leaves him. He's just gonna leave him down. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Because he's, he's got an eternal, like, don't matter. He's got him down there. He's fine. He's, yeah, he's cool. like, and he he just can't I move. know where yeah. he is. Okay. Yeah, exactly. He's trapped down there. I got him. Um, also, by the way, just so you know, Mark Curry's. I, don't know, I think I mentioned it, but like his real name, his eternal name is Makari. Okay. Mark Curry. Yeah. Macari. Cersei's just Cersei. Right. She doesn't have a last name. It's she's like Cher. She's just Cersei. Cersei. <laughs> what about Thena? I think she's just Thena. Well, she actually had an original name that wasn't that, but then apparently back in the day when um, the Eternals ran into the Olympians, they realized that her dad and she were a lot like Zeus and Athena, so they changed her name to Thena to like solidify their friendship or whatever. Oh. <laughs> Okay. All right. Or something like that. So yeah. anyway, we check in with Ajak, who's like in Manhattan. It's pouring. He goes to an alleyway where we see that hobo. Remember that hobo, everybody? Yeah. That's why I pointed that hobo out. Right. He and, was very distinct. Yeah. And he bows to him and he's just like, he's just like, oh my gosh. He's like, come on, you have to wake up, Zoras. Zoras <laughs> is one of the leaders of the Eternals. Okay. Um. So. Okay. his Gimli beard. Fun, fun little like rabbit hole for you a little tangent here <laughs> on on Zeros. Zeros's brother is a Lars and they're both the children of Kronos. Kronos Kronos we know. Well, he's an eternal. Yeah. 
Oh. Kronos and Uranos were Eternals, right? And they were like early Eternals. They were like in charge of a lot of stuff. And then they both had a fight about what should be done about the Earth. They went into like a civil war basically when they really <clears throat> could have just settled their differences between each other because mm. they just had a, like a disagreement. Uranos was like, we should just conquer everybody else. And and Kronos was like, that's well, not really what we're here for. Right? Yeah, we're, we need to have like a registration act where we like bring <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Our... Well, they just wanted, he, Uranus wanted to rule the deviants and the humans. He's like, they don't know what they're doing in their trash anyway. And Kronos was like, we're just here to protect the earth and like take care of like things that the Celestials tell us to do. And he's, and he's like, like, I am protecting the earth from the humans and the deviants. Yeah, they suck. So he had a big fight. Kronos won. Uranus left. He went to Uranus and he set up, he found a city there. That's why it was named that. Right? No, he was already named that. No, I meant that's oh, why that? the planet was oh, named right, that. Oh, right, yeah. So found a city that already existed where they ran into a Cree century. There's a oh. city on Uranus? Yeah. Well, it's on yours. Um, and <laughs> <Okay>. uh, <laughs> they fought the century. He and his little band of, of friends, they defeated it. One guy was like, probably shouldn't be here. Whoever set this up is probably going to come back. Uh -huh. And Uranus is like, shut up, you're stupid. Everybody raid the city. We're looting and pillaging. Grab all the weapons you can because we're going to go back and we're going to kick my brother's ass. Okay. Everybody get in the ship, we're leaving. Some of the people were like, I'm not gonna do that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stay here and just see how this plays out. Yeah. We're gonna be Uranians. They take off in the ship. The Kree show up. Yeah. They they search the city, they don't find anybody because they're all hid. They take out that ship, right? They're on like Saturn, the moon of Titan. They destroy the ship. <laughs> A whole bunch of people like survive and end up landing on the moon of Titan. And one of them is taken, the Kree grab them, they experiment on them, figure out a bunch of stuff, go back to Earth, and make the Inhumans. Because they ran into this Eternal. Huh, okay. I That's wondered, crazy. When you said the, crew, the Kree were at Uranus, is like, is yeah. this gonna tie in so, so to hang the Inhumans on. somehow? Okay. So meanwhile, Kronos, yeah. back in the city of Titanos, on Earth, okay. he's a scientist. He's trying to figure out what makes the Eternals the Eternals. What's going on with the celestial energy? What is it? Because really the Celestials put energy into them, but not quite as much as it would be for a Celestial, but just enough to make them like super cool and whatever and long-lived. Mm -hmm. He figures it out. He gets a whole bunch of it in like a test tube and he's like, neat, I did it. And then it blows the hell up. It kills, like, well, it destroys his body. Energy sent out everywhere into the city of Titanos and those Eternals become more powerful. They become truly eternal. They're immortal now. Okay, so but before they just lived a while, now they're now they're actually immortal. Kronos comes to his children as like an ethereal energy being. It's just like I'm out, man. But like you got to promise to keep the peace. One of you has to lead. Bye. And they <laughs> and he leaves. The two of them go. I blew up. I'm sorry. I'm a force ghost now. Later, I gotta go. It's not my problem anymore. <laughs> All the Eternals show up, they surround Alars and his brother Zuras. Yeah. They form the first Unimind, where they, well, after they burst into flames, they burst into celestial flames, and then they turn into the Unimind. When okay. they come out of it, Zuras is gonna lead, Alars leaves, he heads, he's like, I don't, I don't wanna risk civil war, I'm gonna leave. He heads off in a spaceship, he runs into the colony on Titan, where he meets a woman named San Sui, or Su, or whatever you wanna say her name is, who's one of the surviving or survivors of Uranus's clan. Okay. Where they start to repopulate the like that moon. Yeah. Because they're both Eternals, they can do that. Exactly, except her powers are different now and she has more latent Eternal abilities because he's a true Eternal now. So they have kids, bunch of people, whatever. They start populating it. They have two sons. This is a big theme here. Yeah. Right? They have Eros and a guy named Dion who has a mutated deviant disease and it's thanos she's uh, the mother of thanos okay so thanos is the most powerful eternal 
Because he's mutated. He has the something. mutated deviant disease. Oh. That's crazy. So he has the power wow. of the Eternals and this other mutated part of him Ooh. and the part of the deviant. Like, this is, again, everything's been changed, but this is what was. Thanos, because he has that deviant gene in him, also has the desire for death. Oh. Because as do the deviants. Right. So that's my fun little tangent now that we've met Zura. Jeez. This is why the Eternals are like important to the Marvel Universe. Right, right. But nobody cares. Yeah. This is amazing backstory. Yeah, this is cool. So, so from the Eternals. Neil Gaiman invented all this? No. Oh. No, this was... all came out of it. Neil Gaiman just told this story. Oh, I see. Ajax finds Zuras, has to pull him out of his like stupor because like he is really out of it. Sprite seemingly really didn't like him in particular. Okay. Really gave him a hard time. Made him a bum. I'm not going to make you a regular person. I'm going to make you a hobo. Right? He has a dog. Mm. No, He's just like, nice. Ajax like, okay, so like at one point or another, Zoros must have been cognizant enough to tell Ajax that he had to use the Deviants to try to fix all of this because like something must have happened with that. Like he wasn't sure, right? So he tells him to like contact um, the deviants and hire them to help him find the other Eternals. Because he's like, you'll be able to find them. You hate them, right? So like, he goes, he sends the deviants out to find and kill Icarus because if you kill Icarus, Icarus will come back as an Eternal, or at least that's the plan, right? right. He's like, that was my first mistake because now he's an Eternal and he's all gung ho and I think he's gonna mess up and possibly awake the sleeping or the dreaming uh, Celestial. So that was our first mistake. <laughs> Um, what the, was the, what was the, sec the... <laughs> the second mistake was the fact that since Icarus was all, even prior to becoming um, an Eternal, he was all crazy, uh, a whole bunch of, or at least four Eternals got into a room together, and they almost formed a Unimine. So now they're kind of awake, too. Shouldn't have done that. Should have definitely been on top of that. What, Oops. What are they trying to do? So, like, Ajax definitely remembers what they were, and they're trying to figure out how to get the Eternals back and find them all. And he's like, maybe if we just convince everybody, it'll be cool. But then... They also tried the whole killing thing, like, maybe that'll work. Right. I don't know. But it did work, it so why did. is he saying that that's not good? Yeah, but they didn't know it was Because work. Icarus is like, like, now I will take charge of things, oh. and he's just like, he's a loose cannon cop. Right. And I'm not prepared for that. Yeah, okay. Especially since I'm not really an eternal right now. Exactly. Kind of losing control of the situation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And he's like, so like, all right, so here's the problem. If the Dreaming Celestial wakes up, then the Horde will come and destroy us. What's the Horde? Wait, why? So... <laughs> when the Celestials came to judge the, the Earth on the, like one of its other host trips that came out there, yeah. the, the, the Celestial Tiamat, the golden Celestial that you've seen before, showed up and judged them and said, no, the, like what the Deviants and the Proto-Humans or the Humans or whatever were doing, they were, they were judged unworthy. And so by the like decree of the Fulcrum, who was like in charge of the Celestials, even though the Fulcrum didn't create them it was the firmament that created them um the horde would come and destroy the world and they would kind of try again okay all right they're just gonna wipe okay. the slate clean but the leader of that host that guy i mentioned earlier arishen yeah was like no let's not do that we'll just cull a bunch of the deviants we'll just like eat a bunch of them and make them go away and then that'll kind of rebalance everything. And like the real problem is the deviants. Yeah, like take care of the deviant problem. And Tiamat was like, "That's not how it's meant to be. We can't do that. No, we call everything. Like that's not how this is supposed to go down." And so the Celestials turned on Tiamat. Oh. And like knocked him down. No, it is. And buried him. 
under there, which is why the deviants think that Tiamat stood up for them. And it's like, yeah, really, at the end of the day, you're all going to die anyway? Yeah. But I guess not right at that moment. Right, he stood up for, like, you not being made the, like, scapegoat right. or whatever for everybody else. Right. Yeah, so you but were gonna I was die, still going to kill right. you. Yeah. So if, the, if, if Tiamat is awoken, the sleeping or the dreaming celestial is awoken, he will continue what he was meant to do, which was judge the Earth, and the Horde will come, potentially. And what is the Horde? The Horde was created by the Fulcrum as a, like, counter to the Celestials, who are the creators. Okay. So they were destroyers. Okay. They will come. Like, and what do they look like? Do we see them? Yeah, creepy bug things. Ah, okay. So, Druid does some stuff that doesn't matter, just to prove that he's a jerk. He's a jerk. Yeah. We all know that. Okay. Um, the Deviants get down into the underbelly of everything with Sprite. Right. To, like, do their thing. They're like, oh, cool. Like, Mark, you're here too. Nice. Good <laughs> to see you. Anyway, Sweet. you know, we're going to use you. That'll, that'll work better than using this little kid. We used him to get down here, but we're just going to use you. You're more convenient. But he's a punk bitch. Right? <laughs> so the Celestials left behind these rocks, which are obviously part of whatever machinery that they were making. So they made machines out of rocks. And they pile them underneath Mark's head, which they will then use to awaken the sleeping Celestial. Okay. Or dreaming Convoluted, celestial. but okay. It's, look, it's... We so put rocks under his head and so it wakes up. gods, everybody. <laughs> oh well, it's like God. technology in a way. Yeah. Because it's, it's their it's technology. fancy technology that you can't even comprehend. Exactly. It but, looks like rocks to your, like, simple mind. But you're... Yeah, but, like... But it, I'm an idiot. But these yeah. are probably, like, really, like, microchips for them, considering how big the the celestials are. Sure. So those are teeny tiny little components. Yeah. Um, we get a quick glimpse as to what the deviants think happened. They think that literally they were put on the earth as the food of the gods, like they were a delicacy. So like uh, we get all these different incarnations of the story. We've always been food. We're, That's all we are. We're just food. food. That's why we're all so different. We were food, yes. <laughs> so then um real quick, Thena and Icarus show up. Icarus is wearing a trench coat. She's wearing like a hood and they've got the kid with her. They go to Cersei and they're like Hey, we need you to come with us. I need you to remember who you are. Like, literally, worst disguises ever. And yeah. you got a kid. Right. This is good. It's a mess. It's good. I am Icarus. This is Thena. And Billy. And there's my son. He's here, too. Yes. Do you have any applesauce? Well, he, he, ends has up, not eaten. he has to go to the bathroom, so he does do that. <laughs> her roommate comes home. You know, the, yeah. the chick is really rich. Right. Icarus convinces her that, like, they're not there, so she yeah. doesn't remember that they're there. And, like, she, like, Cersei's really upset about all this. Also, you now have a son. Yeah. <laughs> buying that? You buying that? Damn it. Stay with her. So, um, Icarus is going to try to help Cersei remember everything. They flash out of there. There's another flash, and Ajax and Zura show up. They're like, they already got Cersei. Okay, they're totally gonna do the Unimind. They're gonna try to do it. Oh God! Oh, oh God! Geez. They're gonna do the Unimind. Oh, we're gonna fuck everything. Oh, we got. Geez. We got to stop everything. We got to get out there. So they go off on this like flying surfboard, and they get out to the um, Dreaming Celestial, who has been like they cracked it open, and like the Awakening is going to happen. They have to wait for the sun to rise. Okay. Damn. Well, yeah, that makes sense. You gotta wake up. As the sleeping or the dreaming celestial is now exposed, people all throughout San Francisco, it, particularly when they're sleeping, but sometimes they're not, and sometimes they do just fall asleep from it, start just babbling the same message. Ooh. And it's just, it's the, the dreaming celestial's thought, like, you know, before there was life, before there was hope, before there was darkness, I am. And he just goes on and on about what's going on. Like, the dream is over. I'm coming back, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> Prepare yourselves. I'm waking up. For judgment. Um, 
That's it, really creepy. Icarus's plan is that, like, he's like, okay, so we're going to do the Unimine, except you don't remember anything, Cersei, so that's really not going to work for us. Uh, so, like, his plan... Yeah, let just kill you real quick. No, then, like, right, yeah, exactly. And you'll wake Antarctic, up and be fine. And then you'll, and, and you'll come after Just here. get back to us real quick. Yeah, yeah. just hurry up. They get attacked. Um, they end up fighting one of the deviants. I think they basically kill one of them. Um, the other one with the big mouth tummy Ugh. grabs the kid. And they're like, I'm gonna eat them. I don't know why you brought a kid. That was a dumb move. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna eat them. I'm gonna eat them. I swear to God. <laughs> it's amazing. Better step back. He's got the kid, and he's just like, okay, that was unnecessary. Everybody, calm down. <laughs> I've got a big mouth tummy and a kid, and you guys are out of control. And I'm like, really? Yeah. Um, the deviants are really excited by everything that's happening. Yeah. Guys got the kid. The sun's rising as it's touching the celestial. It's turning golden once mm. again. And then like. They're trying to like have this conversation and try to bring out the whole room down, basically. And like Cersei's like, "Oh, for God's sakes!" So she looks at the guy. She's like, "Oh, he looks like a tree. Hey, he's a tree. He's a tree man. He's no. a tree guy. He's there. Power. He turns he's into done. A tree. So she trans like mogrifies him yeah. to that. This is, we're, this is my favorite page in this whole damn book. Uh -huh. The celestial is now golden, right? And this is where Gaiman shines because Gaiman's like. And the universe shudders and shifts. And we see two individuals in two places in the universe. We see the watcher. And he says, if only for a moment, he cannot watch. So he looks away. And I was like, huh. that's awesome. The watcher is, is terrified of this. The Celestials and Watchers, I think, did fight at one point. Hmm. And we check in with Galactus. And Galactus huh. like senses an echo he hasn't felt in a long time. <laughs> the universe echoes in a way he thought he'd never feel again. And Galactus remembers what it is to be afraid. Oh. And I was like, that's awesome. Whoa. <laughs> that is awesome. Yikes. Right? It's like, God. Oh, Back at Avengers Tower, slash the Century Tower, the Wasp and Giant Man <laughs> realize there's seismic energy going on in California and it's really messed up and it's not an earthquake. Mm -hmm. There's a pattern to it. They call Iron Man, they race out there, they get there. <laughs> what are they gonna do? Well they they don't know. They think They're it's Avengers. a big, they They're think it's like a big robot. They blame right. Japan. And um <laughs> Quick, get a giant lizard. Yeah, it'll be fine. So they immediately are just going to go and start, like, like getting at it. it. Yeah, yeah, start doing stuff. What did I say earlier about what the Eternals have to do? Form the Unimine. They have to defend the Celestial. No! So they're like, they can't help themselves. Oh. So Thena and Icarus, who are now, like, Eternals, yeah. pretty much. Thena's not 100%, but she's basically there. Okay. They are compelled to defend the Celestial, even though... The Celestial's going to destroy everything. Right, they don't really want to. But That's also why, choice. like, they can't attack the Celestial. It's just in them. <laughs> exactly. Like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't like, want to punch so, you, I don't want to punch you. Just stop. You got to stop. If we just all stop for a minute, yeah. we, we won't have to do this. Right. Athena so takes Iron Man down. Icarus goes after Giant Man, and he's just like, hey, um, here's the thing. Could you do me a favor? Could you just could you just relax and just kind of go stand over there? And he's like, okay. All right. Because Icarus uses his, like, yeah, influence over him. Yeah. And, like, he's just like, hey... But like he does that because he's like maybe he could cast a shadow and like kind of slow down what's going on with the celestial. Oh, okay. We check it with Jan. Quick, push the moon in the way. Exactly. <laughs> it's a quick eclipse. Jan ends up being part of that whole like she's babbling incoherently. So is Thena's son. And they're like, okay, um, shit's happening. And all of a sudden, Jan Man's like, guys, guys, uh, could you just look over here? It's getting up. Oh jeez. <laughs> so the celestial just stands up, and this is where. 
this book does the thing I hate the most, oh. but in the best way I've ever seen it done. <laughs> because if you see here, Remitted oh, took no. this panel and he rotated it yeah. to let you know. So you can... But the payoff for this panel is spectacular. Whoa. You couldn't have done this any other way. I accept this one. Because if you look down here, you see the Golden Gate Bridge and you see Giant Man fully gianted out. Wow. And yeah. there's... Everyone Everybody around. else. Yeah. yeah. Yikes. So one of the best like rotating, I have to rotate the book panels I've ever seen. This guy is really going to have to go to the bathroom. Yeah, right? <laughs> so then Icarus is like, okay, here's that's, my plan. And it's going to create like a lake. And <laughs> right? Like... It's going to be disgusting. He's like, I'll just go talk to him, even though I'm not the guy who can talk to him. Zorosh shows up. He's like, what are you doing? He's like, I was going to talk to him. He's just like, that's Ajax's job. Hey, hey, hey. You hey. don't do that. Stay in your lane, buddy. Yeah. And he's just like, okay. Let's not let's not talk to him at all, because honestly, he doesn't really seem to be doing anything he's right now. He's just standing there. He's just standing there. So then they're like, Yeah, he's got to have his coffee first. He's right? Groggy. He's exactly. Like, I just woke up. I'm already. What day is it? <laughs> oh crap! I got some judging to do. Um. So the so the Eternals that are awoken enough decide to form the Unimind, and they do. Okay. And this Celestial just goes, No. <laughs> <laughs> And they all fall out of the sky. Whoops. And then all of a sudden, Mark starts freaking out. Like, he's been, like, almost in a comatose state. And we go into Mark's mind, and he's in his head in, like, an old-fashioned, like, aperitif shop with <laughs> Cersei in, like, crazy garb. And he's like, what's going on? And Cersei's like, I came to you in this way because I thought it might make you feel better. And then he's just like, but that's not who I am. Is this better? And he makes his face look like the Celestial's face, but with, like, <laughs> Cersei's hair. Ah. And he's like, not really. It's not no. really. That's, that is... Worse. Do not Much worse. Like. This is, I can't bang her anymore. <laughs> oh, Hang you're on. doing that forever. Bag. Yeah. All I can <laughs> see is your There's still smoke face. coming up. You're like, nope. This is, yeah, exactly. This is another really great example of Neil Gaiman doing what he does. Because since, first of all, Mark's not meant to speak to him. And the Celestial is a Celestial. You'll occasionally see things where it's like, you're in your parentheses, mind's, head slash mind. Not sure what the right word is here. Uh, you know what I mean? Okay. I was like, that's really cool. Interesting. So basically, it kind of goes over the fact that it's like, so I pulled you in here because I made you. And he's just like, I know your people made us. He's like, no, 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 no. They I made, made you They made you. I made you. I wanted to make one that was really fast. So I made you. Why did you want one that was really fast? I don't know. He thought it that's was cool. He thought it was uh, cool. I don't know. Because he's like me. He knows that speed is like the most important right. power because you can defeat anybody. Because Ethan's just Tiamat. <laughs> he's groggy when he wakes up and he thinks that things are really fast. And you're kind of judgy, let's be honest. No. <laughs> yeah, that's why you're just like all about science. You're just like, this exactly. doesn't make any sense. He's just like, we have a job to do here, people. So he's like, he's telling him about that. And he's just like, so then Mark's like, okay, why did the Celestials try to put you to sleep? And he's like, you won't understand. I can't, I can't explain it to you. Here's the thing. If I, if I try and explain it to you, you just won't get it. He's like, and that's it. He's like, he's like, you have no reference for it. And he's like, try me. I'm pretty bright. He's just like, could you explain like democracy, tyranny, comedy to a bacterium? Ouch. Could you explain the Holy Trinity to a blade of grass? He's like, I could try. They have no reference. Oh. Well, they don't have brains. <laughs> I have a brain at least. That's not really just, a fair comparison. He's like, he's like here's the thing. The horde is coming. I it's, woke up. I coming. can't help it. Oh, I feel like you could help it. Right. Um, that's them. Yeah. They're gross. Yeah. He's like, they're coming. They're like, the he calls the horde of locusts. And that's exactly sure. what they look so like. So your human mind locust is the closest right. thing I can come up with. Yeah. And yeah. he's, but basically at the end of the day, he's not really. They're like locusts. <laughs> yeah. 
Welcome to Earth. I know, we're gonna nuke them. <laughs> um, <Duh. laughs> so he's like, at the end of the day, he's not really done judging them. And he pulls up an image of Iron Man. He's like, explain this to me. And he's just like, well, that's Iron Man. He's like a guy who dresses up in a metal suit and does whatever. And he's just like, this amuses me because <laughs> Wait, it looks like a themselves? celestial in a way. Oh. He's just like, this is funny to me. Uh. Is this, do you think we you look like? Do you think you could be me? This is like a child putting on high heels and walking around. Oh, you're gonna fall down, small thing. And he's like, here's Tell the, me another. Exactly. Um. Show me what you got. And that's pretty much what he does. He's like, I since I woke up, the reason he's been standing there is because immediately when he woke up, he was bombarded by all the things we send out into space. Oh, Television, internet, songs, yeah. everything. He's been hit by it, and he's just like, and so I feel that I must actually judge you now. Oh, I can't. I got enough data. Well, no, he's just like, <laughs> I'm not done. Like you have changed from when we last came. Oh, I gotta re I must you. judge you. Yeah. So I will stand here and I will judge you. And you are meant to be like a prophet. You will tell them, mankind, eternal and deviant alike, that I'm watching. The horde's still coming. Right. <laughs> Because I woke up. Let's, yeah. That's a so basically, he goes well, back out there. I already judged you before, and they had to come from that. Yeah. I'll judge you again. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It's, it's fine. I mean, like, but I, I can't stop myself. Right. <laughs> but maybe I don't know. So anyway, that's he tells them that, and they're like, "All right." Oh, okay. And then, freaking Iron Man goes to Zuras, leader of the Eternals, and said, "Whose side are you on?" And he's like, "We don't take <laughs> sides." You have to register. Yeah, and that's what with he's, the U.S. government. That's what Giant Man says. He's like, you have to register. And he says, if you saw two groups of children arguing over which of them could play in some waste ground, would you choose sides? <laughs> would you choose sides hey. with a blade of grass? Yeah. Hey, that hurts. But I just, I love that. I love that as Zuros because he's just like, yeah. he's like, I've been around for so long. What you're doing is so stupid. Yeah. And I love that Neil Gaiman's also like, this is dumb. This is really dumb. This you is should stupid. not do this. So this is where the book was supposed to end. He's supposed to be a six-issue miniseries, but Neil had too much story. So I was going to say, well, a... you can't end there. I mean, you seven. can end there. It so, could be like, I'm going to judge you. And well, we what if the Horde's going to destroy everything? Well, they don't, we don't deal with the Horde in this. Oh, it's like, it, that's it's like coming. Future, it's like coming. in years, the Horde's it's coming. It's coming. Yeah, all right. So the Celestial literally just lives there now. It becomes kind of a tourist attraction. Huh. Like, people come to see the Celestial. It is used later on, and is finally destroyed in extermination. So there's just a celestial hanging out in, in California. In San Francisco. It's by the Golden Gate Bridge. It's the Golden Gate Celestial, celestial. Bridge. It's cool. The Eternals return to Olympia. It's very empty because there's like a handful of them. Cersei doesn't go with them because she doesn't remember any of this stuff. So she's like, I'm not going with she you. She still doesn't creepy. remember? She still does not remember. Why does she still just woke? kill her so she can remember again? Right? She <laughs> is not woke. And I think that has something to do with Sprite and how much angry she was. he was at her in particular. Oh, he like perma-wiped her. Brain. I don't know what's going on with you that. You banged everyone, but you won't bang, bang me. me. I'm not banging a child. <laughs> I'm not a child. Yeah, but you're I'm child. just small. <laughs> I got a thing about heights. Um, so, for no... You must be this tall to ride. Right, yeah. <laughs> and you're not. Sorry. Rule um, say. For no reason, the Deviants show up to Olympia and they're like, come on out, we're going to kick your asses. They're like, it's like they got drunk and they showed up. Uh huh. Hey, hey, they're all back at the Where house. They Let's get them. Right? So Let's they, TP it. I, they just, they just arrived. They came yeah. from underground. Oh, so they show up they're like and they're the like, the, the Eternals that are out there, they're like, there's, oh, there's so few of you. This is not a challenge. And the Eternals are like, chill out. Like, whatever. Yeah, we have like powers and stuff. Yeah. You're just gross. Yeah, they try to hit Makari. He like runs really fast. They're like, oh. And then while this is all going on, we see Cersei go talk to Iron Man, 
who's <laughs> like, you gotta, you gotta register. And she's like, I'm not going to, and I shouldn't have come for the here. Last time. And I'm, I'm, I'm leaving. And so she leaves, right? It's, she's, you, what is it with will you? Will not let this thing go, You're man. Freaking broken record with the registration, right? And like, like, look, if I don't say it to everyone, yeah. I dilute my brand. Yeah, and don't then, forget civil war. Civil war, don't forget. And like Tony's even like, so yeah, we very much got the message that the Eternals are not going to register. Yeah. And we, we message received. Got it. Yes, and yes. I have uh, studied the case, and I have decided <laughs> yes. that they do not have to register. Right? Because there, because, because they're not Americans, really. Because they're yeah. gonna kick our asses yes. anyway, so we won't do that. You know, no. I could have, I could have made them register, but like, I was, I, I'm. I did, you guys had a rough solid. day. Yeah, it's fine. You know, so. so basically, like, Zoros is like, we don't want to fight you, and we're just here to preserve the Earth, and we don't really don't care about what your petty humans are doing. Bye. Right. So, while like, while the rest of the Eternals are dealing with things, Zoros just fades away and he's just like, Makari, you've got this. I gotta go take care of something. What? And Makari basically, like, does try to handle it, but Icarus and Drig attack immediately. And, like, Makari's like, okay, every stop. And he goes up against the main guy and he's just like, okay. And they make a deal. The main guy's like, if I beat you, if I hit you, I take your head. And if you hit me, we'll go home. Uh, that and, doesn't seem really fair. And Makari's like, fair. it's fine. There's no way you can hit me. And he's like, so you'll try to strike me three times, and then I get to 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 make my blow at you. Okay. And so he tries to strike him, and um, he ends up like missing the three times. Yeah. And then Makari bows before him, and he says, "Go ahead, take my head." What? Because it doesn't matter. He'll just come back as a stronger turtle. Uh huh. But like, he's just like, oh. Okay, I, well, I'll, you know, you know what? I'm not going to take your head because you Eternals are just going to destroy everything you love and care about anyway. We'll just take my army and go home. What? What? It's like he got called out. This, this yeah. guy sucks. Zuras went to find Sprite. He found out where he was. Sprite's on a train yeah. and he's going anywhere else. Okay. And um, he's like, Sprite's like, I'm not running away. And he's just like, he's like, why won't you look at me? And he's like, I don't want you to control me. He's like, I'm not going to. I'm not going to. He's like, you nearly destroyed the world. Right. And he's just like, yeah, but I did affect the whole universe. And that's kind of cool. And <laughs> he's just like, really? Was being mortal so attractive? He's just like, you try being 11 for a million years. Huh. And I'm like, oh, next, like, you know, we're going to take the one-way train to Olympia here. And he's like, no, Sprite. That is not what we're going to do. Mm. He takes Sprite and he grabs him. And he's just like, but I'm a child. He's like, you haven't been a child for like a million years. And he grabs him and we see Zeros' face and you just hear crack. Oh, and he snaps his shit. neck and he does kill him. But seemingly, if an Eternal kills an Eternal, that's it. Mm. Oh, you, you don't, don't come just wake back. Up. Oh, wow. And so like this panel's spectacular because Zeros is gone and it's just the darkened train and it's just sprites sitting in it. And you hear like the, the announcement like on the train that says like this train will terminate. Please make sure you don't leave anything behind. <laughs> and I was like, that is messed up. People yeah. are gonna come on this train and find, find seemingly this, like, dead. the dead body kid. of an 11 year old wow. just laying there. Yikes. Yeah. So he deals with that. Wow. And then Zoros is like, um, so okay, Cersei's not coming. Jurig went back to rule his people, like the, the, the Eastern European country. Ajax is watching over the Celestial. By the way, he sees blowing the leaves. He was watching Sprite too. He was in. He was by yeah. the. Yeah, he was uh, over there too. Okay. Um, and he's like, Icarus, I want you to take Makari, and I want you to go and find the rest of the Eternals. It's time for us to come home. And he goes to find Makari because Makari, after fighting that guy in the ice, just stood there for two weeks meditating on things uh -huh. because. Zurus and Icarus and Ajax 
seemingly have just kind of sprung back into this. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. They were just ready to go. Yeah. And, like, Makari really remembers being a man and a human mm-hmm. and what that's like. And Cersei. Well, he didn't get killed and then reborn. Right, exactly. Well, technically Zeros didn't either, but whatever. So, like, he's still struggling with that, and he's just like, Eric is like, yeah, but we gotta go, we got a mission. And the end panel is very much a Flash Superman ending, mm. where they're like, race ya. Nah. And the speedster and the Superman, like, human individual take off, and there you go. And that's the Eternals. <sighs> wow. Yeah. That was so, a lot. It is a lot. <laughs> so if an Eternal kills another well, Eternal, at least in this case, they don't come back. But if just, a that's Deviant what, tries to kill an Eternal, it comes back. Yeah, it comes back. Because they can't. Yeah, person kills an Eternal, they'll come back. Yeah. You're not like. If a Celestial worthy. kills an Eternal, I'm not, I, you're not coming back from that. Yeah, I would assume. Yeah, I don't think you come back yeah. from that. Which actually, recently, a bunch of Eternals did die. If they make the Eternals movie, I don't know if this will be the source material. Right. They could go classic Jack Kirby. They could go this. At least in this one, they're in the modern age. Right. And they interact with characters we know. Yeah. Granted, dealing with the Superhero Registration Act, but they could just take that and change it into whatever. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, that's barely like a footnote in this book. I don't think they're going to retcon that Thanos is an Eternal, but wouldn't that be a hell that of a thing? That would be awesome. Right? That like, would at least explain why they're even doing the Eternals. Right? Is that at least like, it's tied after in Thanos in some is taken way. care of, if they do this story where they remember who they are, it's just like, oh shit, that was one of ours. I mean, he was a dick. Yeah. Thanos. Sorry. Except that's not really what they indicated Titan was like. Because, like, Titan no, and that was a, like its own separate thing. So it, I don't think they're going to necessarily was, do that. They didn't give you enough about Titan to, like, because you could. You could say that, like, well, the people of Titan were not, like, Thanos. Yeah. Like, yeah. he's the only one, maybe, who's like that. You know, they could change it yeah. but still make him, like, related exactly. to Eternals. Okay. Exactly. Or something. I don't know. Because if you think about it, a whole planet of people like Thanos, that would be, like... That'd be insane. That'd be insane. That'd be insane. I know this isn't up everybody's alley, but mm. if you are interested in the Eternals, they do have, like, a long reach into the Marvel Universe. You know what I mean? Like, like there's yeah. deep lore. Like yeah. From them, we got the Inhumans and the X-Men. You know what I mean? And yeah. from the, like, the Celestials birthed that. And it's like, it's interesting. Yeah. Thanos. It's Thanos. cool, like, mythology backstory. Yes. And it's kind of fun because, like, with the new gods, the new gods are doing their own thing and they've got a lot of passion for it and all that. The Eternals are more like, hey, we're like these sort of omnipotent creatures that were created by actual omnipotent creatures right who we are totally beholden to their whims we can't actually attack our creators yeah and we have to take care of the earth but like we don't really trouble in with what you're doing right because we don't really care because we're kind of big idea people they're kind of like um they're kind of like demigods yeah or like elves yeah. In, like Tolkien yeah, mythology. Yeah, absolutely. Where they're like another race that was like, that has like a special connection mm-hmm. to like the gods. Yes. Yeah. But I think, honestly, yeah. if you think about it, this is probably the best way to introduce the Eternals into the MCU if they are not around to yeah. fight Thanos. Yes. Because they like, didn't where know. where were they? No. Yeah. What were they doing? Oh, their minds were wiped. Right. Yeah, that maybe, makes a lot of maybe sense. Maybe what they could do is that like some of them remember if they end up getting, if there's an unstep. Because I have no idea. Right. Because like, yeah, then they were back, destroyed. Right? I don't, I don't know how that works necessarily. But mm. 
Again, this might be part of the source material. I don't know. We wanted to cover the Eternals. We wanted to put them on your radar, give you a little history on them. That was more than a little history. <laughs> I definitely did my homework on this one. Yeah. Hopefully I got I a tell. portion of it correct <laughs> because there was so much. Well, you'll much. find out in the comments below. Oh, I didn't. will. I will. And you know what else you can find in the description box down below? A link to get a copy or a version of this. There have been, they recently... Not recently, but kind of recently reprinted this oh. like, as though they were gearing up for something. But it was like, I think like over a year ago. It's oh. kind of interesting. So we'll put some of that down below. You can check that out and uh, give, it a, give it a try. It's seven issues. You can read it. Yeah, you it's do no it. big deal. If I could do it, you could do it. Yeah, you can do seven issues in my sleep. And not only that, but like... dreaming. <laughs> Like a celestial I'll into the dream ground. the seven issues. Yeah. And I'll wake up and I'll be like, oh, dreams. God. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh, no. Yeah. And make a speedster. Yeah, because they're the most powerful. You can't stop a speedster. I mean, unless you're trying to attack a celestial. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. Well, thank you guys so much for hanging out with us. And we'll see you guys next time. I'm Tiffany. I'm Ethan. I'm Ben. And that's it. Bye, guys. That, that, go on. Get out of here. Yeah. What are you doing? Are you still watching? Show's it's over. over. Yeah. Come on. Go home. Leave. We're going to go. Yeah. We can't We're... just sit here eternally. I mean, we could. What are you doing? Don't, no, no. Come on. That was a good one. Oh, you're going to. Oh, okay. Oh. oh. Uh, okay. Well, fine. Sorry. Let's go take that off. I got mine off. It's all right. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. Wait, you both go? Yeah. I'm stuck here? Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. You're not going to enjoy this. Just fart.